This is Jason Martinez from Flyers Daily, and you're listening to the Flyered Up Podcast. Well, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Flyer Up Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Garcia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. As always, we will always be streaming on the Painted Lines, TTP Sports, and Flyers Fan Mania 93. And for people who cannot tune into the live stream, podcast, whatever you want to call it, it'll always be on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And for people that are used to the live stream, uh, you probably saw that we had a new a little bit of an intro there not our typical you know pump up flyers intro with the you know the nice song the nice goal highlights no we added a couple of highlights because the flyers made a huge trade the past couple of days i know we're very late on it but i think i'm more happy that we're kind of late on it because you know there's a lot of other stuff that's circling around the flyers the past couple of days because yeah. you get you get the ryan ellis trade you get the protection list released and now you get all these rumors about vladimir tarasenko possibly being traded to the flyers so it is a big week leading up to the expansion draft which is this wednesday and we have a lot of stuff to get into so i think we should start with the big thing that happened this past saturday and you know no one expected it because saturday that was the day of the trade threes that was also the day where protection lists were due at 5 p.m and then you literally just saw one trade after another just happen it was one trade another trade another trade then the big one the big one which was the flyers trading Phil Myers and Nolan Patrick to the Nashville Predators for defenseman Ryan Ellis. And then in turn, Nashville will flip Nolan Patrick to the Vegas Golden Knights for Cody Glass. And then Flyers fans everywhere were just like, finally, finally, a big trade from the Philadelphia Flyers, the first one in so long, and it felt so good because you know why? Because the Flyers, they went out and they got their guy. They got their guy that can play with Ivan Provorov. And it just it just felt nice because everyone was just so scared because Chuck Fletcher wasn't doing anything. He was being patient. But, hey, Chuck Fletcher used that trade freeze. He got Ryan Ellis. He got his guy. And now it's on to the rest of the offseason where Chuck Fletcher is rumored to make a lot of more stuff happen. So I am very excited to see that. And, Chris, I know when I know uh, I broke the news to you first when that happened and you were so excited. So I want to I want to get your thoughts on this trade and just like, what does you, what do you think it means for the flyers moving forward this off season? Yeah. I mean, dude, from the beginning, um, I always thought Ellis could have been great here. Um, I never thought it would have happened the day it did on Saturday. <laughs> I was like, well, that was surprising. I was supposed to go out to a party <laughs> and I'm like in the middle of getting ready. And I'm like, I'm like half dressed <laughs> and I'm I see it, and you're like, bro, bro. I'm like, what just happened? What just happened? And then you send me the, the tweet. It says, Ryan Ellis has been traded to Philadelphia. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I FaceTimed you. I was, like, screaming my head off. I was so excited. But, um, yeah, because it was the funny thing, too, because I was also out with my family at the time. We were getting the car wash, and I'm just like, <laughs> we're pulling up to the car wash. I see the tweet from Frank Ciravelli that Ellis has been traded to the Flyers, and I'm like, okay, I got to text Chris immediately. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, McCann just got traded to Lace and flicking through Twitter and I see your text. I'm like, what the hell? What? <laughs> don't like, don't okay, don't be shitting like, me. <laughs> I was like, I'm a day, I swear to God. <laughs> I was waiting for it to be like a fake account or something. And then I see <laughs> Freeman, he quote tweets it, puts something, and then Pierre LeBron puts Myers and Patrick. I'm like, dude, this is insane. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I I love the trade. Um, I love Ryan Ellis, great defenseman. The Flyers, they, they did give up a good amount. Um, it is two young players that have some pr- really promising futures. Um, again, you have to give up. You have to give up something to get something. So I understand it. I'm not really too bitter about it. Um, I wish both those guys a lot of success with both those teams. I think Patrick is going to really do good in Vegas. I think Myers is going to be great in Nashville. Um, 
But one thing I do want to say, though, is to keep in mind, like, all four of the guys in that trade from Ellis, you know, Myers, Patrick, and Glass, they've all dealt with some sort of injury or nagging injury in their career so far, um, whether they're, you know, a vet like Ellis's or, or the the other three younger players. Um, all, four, all four guys have dealt with some sort of injury. So, really, I don't think anybody's going to win win the trade. Um, I just think for right now, uh, just kind of keep that in mind. But, again, I think it's – I think it's good because Fletcher has a plan. He's sticking to it. You know, he got his number one need. He doesn't fill another one because he had to trade a defenseman. Um, but a lot of that stuff can be done in free agency and all that stuff too. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And just going back to the trade as well, I I just I love it. I think the Flyers. You gave up two roster players. You gave up two young guys, Phil Myers and Nolan Patrick, and you didn't have to give up a first-round pick. You didn't have to give up a prospect. And I thought that was, hey, that was perfect value to get Ryan Ellis. That was perfect because – You can still hear me, right? Yes, I can definitely still hear you. Okay. So, I, had my, my mic, I had some technical difficulties with my mic. I just want to make sure I got ahead my bed. <laughs> no worries. Technical difficulties are a part of the, part of the podcasting life. So, yeah – Phil Myers, he's up and down. The first season he was here, he was pretty solid. Last year was just a nightmare for everyone. Just It was basically just a growing pain with him. So he gets traded to Nashville. He has a lot of defensemen to learn under. He has Roman Yossi. He has Matias Ekholm. He's got a lot of guys to, to learn under. Nolan Patrick, just sad to the case that it is. It just it was just never going to work here, sadly, with mm. everything that was. he never. There were rumors that he didn't want to be here anymore. So, hey. I know a lot of people are saying, why don't you let keep Patrick, let his value at high. You traded Nolan Patrick basically for Ryan Ellis, so I think that's good value there. So, yeah. And then he gets flipped to Vegas for Cody Glass. So for the Vegas terms, they got rid of all of their 2017 first-round draft picks from that draft. They got rid of Cody Glass for Patrick. They got rid of Brandstrom when they traded for Mark Stone, and they got rid of Nick Suzuki when they traded for Max Pacioretty. So all of their first-round picks from that year are gone. But, hey, for Nolan Patrick, all I can say is wish the best of luck. It was never going to work here in Philadelphia, and hopefully he can find a way to rebound his career in Vegas because they have a lot of – McCrimmon from, who, who used to coach with Brandon, he, had, he knows Nolan Patrick very well, so hopefully it's a match made in heaven for him. And all I can say is I wish for him the best. Same thing with Phil Myers in their career. But right now, the Flyers got their guy. They got Ryan Ellis, and I can be more ecstatic because it, it's been so long that the Flyers have been involved in a big trade like this in forever. It just feels so long. And to finally see that happen, to see that Chuck Fletcher is going out there, doing what he is planned to do this offseason to fix this team, and he's still not done, it's it's nice to see. And if people listen to the um, Snow the Goalie podcast, it was right after Chuck Fletcher's offseason press conference last week. They asked him great questions, Rush Joy and Anthony Sanfilippo, but they were asking him the tough questions about Voracek, about the possibility of maybe moving on with the first overall pick this year. So it, it was it was a good podcast. It was good questions asked, and Chuck Fletcher gave a lot of stuff there. I know there's yeah. a lot of people in the front office that might want to keep the first-round pick, but mm. Chuck Fletcher said he's willing to move it if he can get something good in return. So I and like that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean when I, when I say, like, he has a plan, he's sticking to it, because Flair wants the pick. Flair wants to draft. I mean, he said that in the thing. Like, I think, like, when they were joking around, he's like, he obviously wants to keep it. Like, Flair wants that pick. I mean, I don't blame him. It's a, it's a high pick. And the Flyers can get a really good player. Um, now, one thing I did see yesterday was the Flyers trying to move. Um, I don't know if you saw it on Madeo, but there was, like, some, like, trade rumor of them. I don't remember what defenseman it was now it's like a complete i don't understand where i'm i'm uh oh here it is yeah wrist the line and and reinhardt for connect the 13th overall pick and frost then i just saw wrist the for connect the 13th pick and frost just wrist the i'm like well they just gave up two roster players for ryan ellis Kind of Are you going to give up two roster players and a first-round pick for Rasmus Ristolainen? kind of think it's a little bit of an overpay. Yeah, a little just, bit? Just, I would I would kind of more want to go on the depths of maybe more free agency in terms of getting another defenseman. Most likely you yeah. got guys like Alec Martinez out there. You got a David Savard out there. You got Adam Larson who might not re-sign with the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. I know I Ryan, 
I know uh, I know Ryan Suter's out there too, but he's a I cheap he's, he's going to be a cheap guy in, in my in my opinion. I feel like that's more of a last resort type of thing because I would rather go and get a. I know I know Suter is a proven commodity, but Suter he's on the wrong side of thirty. You know, in, I know in, I know injury concerns are going to be the obvious thing. He's gonna he's gonna come cheap, but I I feel like right. he's the uh, last resort type of signing. I would rather want to see Chuck Fletcher go after one of those three guys: a Savard, a Martinez, or a Larson, possibly because yeah. I do think they need to add another veteran to play with Sandheim. Just so it's it's the same thing with Provorov. Sandheim needs a guy that he can rely on in mm-hmm. the defensive zone, so Sandheim can do its thing. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think if they're able to add any of those guys, I would. I want Jalmerson from Arizona. That would be another one, Nicholas Jalmerson. I think if they can add another guy that's a veteran that's won a cup, then on the back end, I should say. And if not, dude, if they get Tarasenko, that's another winner in the room. Yeah. I just won a cup. And that's what I like what Chuck Fletcher has been doing with these moves. He's bringing in different types of leadership. Ryan Ellis, he's been an mm-hmm. alternate captain for Nashville for so long. He's been in the league for 10 plus years. He's been to so many deep playoff runs with the Nashville Predators. He's been to a Stanley Cup final with the Nashville Predators. Yeah, injury current concerns aside, he like when you played in the league for so long, you're going to get banged up along the way. He's he's mainly a guy that can give you 70 plus games a year. So I am fine with that. And he's a guy that's when you know when you get into the times of the playoffs, you're going to play for injury. Every player does it. So yeah. Ryan Ellis, he's a guy that's going to grind. He's going to be that top pairing guy for Provorov. He's going to be that guy Provorov can rely on, and he's going to be a nice change of scenery for the locker room in terms of leadership. But also, do you think that Ryan Ellis automatically gets an A? Do you think that will happen? Or I was not? honestly just about to bring that up. He could. Um, I think if Jake moves, probably, because I know that they, they had five guys with their leadership group this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Jay Couturier, Hayes, Vorchek, and Provorov. Yeah, and if you're to if you're to do that, my guess it would be still be G Hayes Coots, and then you could throw Tarasenko and Ellis in the mix. Um, but then you have Provorov. So I don't know. I mean, I I think Provy will probably keep it, but um, I know the I know the one comment here from Kirk the Cowboy says think Chuck will sign Preze and Suter. I would like Suter. I know we just kind of brought him up a little bit. Parise, I don't think so. I, I, I honestly think Parise might go to the Islanders. I mean, honestly, I've heard the Islanders. Um, I also heard New Jersey going back to the Devils. Yeah, I, I could see the Islanders just because of the tie with Lula Morello because yeah. he was the uh, GM when Parise was with New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely see that tie. And like I said, I, there's also the tie with Chuck Fletcher because he he signed them both in Minnesota to those outrageous contracts. So yeah. like I, I do think Suter is more of the last resort type of thing because he's a guy that's going to come cheap. He's still going to be being paid for Minnesota for many years to come. So he's not looking to sign a big contract. He's probably going to be looking to sign for a team that's going to contend for a Stanley Cup. And I guess the good luck to him, but maybe that team will be the Flyers. Who knows? He's going to sign with a team that's going to contend this year. So that's what I'm going to expect. But just going back to the leadership thing as well, just I think what Chuck going back to the leadership thing is just that Chuck wants to bring in, I think, just a different atmosphere. He wants to bring in those guys that can help these young guys out, guys that have been to the playoffs. They've been here and there like that's what's going on and getting a Ryan Ellis is like. If the Tarasenko rumors are true, that's what getting Tarasenko was like. If you go out and get a guy like a Martinez or a Davis Safard, both of those guys have won cups. Safard just recently with the Lightning and Alec Martinez two times with the Los Angeles Kings. Those are the type of leaders you need. Guys that know how what to do in the playoffs. Guys that know how to just win. Know how to win. They know how to develop these young guys. Guys like guys like Sanheim, Provorov, even Cam York when he eventually comes up. Guys like Zamula when he comes up. They can learn from these guys and mold their game into that winning mentality. That's what these guys need. And also getting a forward, if that's possible, in Vladimir Tarasenko, maybe that can help a guy like a Konechny. Maybe that can help a guy like a Wade Allison, Joel Farabee. That's what bringing in leadership does. And just bringing in a new, fresh voice for the locker room can be just beneficial for everyone. Because I feel like that's just what it's been needed. They just need a fresh voice in the locker room. Yeah, I guess that's what he means by right mix of players. Yep, exactly. And we got a comment from Sean Fitzpatrick talking about should he purchase his Tarasenko jersey now or wait to be certain? Sean, I would just put down your – I would put your down payment down. I would just <laughs> set some money aside. Um, if I were you, I, I would go reverse retro if I were you. I'm already planning to buy a Ryan Ellis reverse retro jersey. Um, just letting everybody know now. Oh, boy. I already have one. I'm going to get another one. Hopefully they're still in stock for you. <laughs> I, You know, now it makes me think, are they going to use the reverse retros this year still? Probably not. 
Probably not. Probably not. I, I know I it, Adi- Adidas said those were like a one-time thing, I think. Really? Yeah, they they were a one-go thing. I don't think they're bringing yeah. them back. Unless team, some teams bring them back as alternates, where, where I can see teams like Calgary and the Rangers. The Flyers uh, Flyers jersey is horrible. We've talked about this so many times. The black jersey is arguably the worst jersey they have. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think the Flyers are going to bring that to the reverse road trail. Oh, God, it's so bad. The black jersey is so bad. <laughs> like it's it's not that it's like it's not that it's like horrible. It's just compared to every other one, it's so boring. <laughs> it's just so boring. I I agree with you. Like, I agree with you completely. <laughs> it's I think in terms of if we're going on the jersey topic for the couple of seconds, I think the Flyers should rebrand and go back to the uh the old black, the old orange, and the old white jerseys from so many years ago. Like the 08 jerseys? Yes, yeah, the, yeah. those jerseys. Yeah. I think those jerseys eventually need to come back because those are just in Adidas, they would be perfect. It'd be absolutely perfect. And we're bringing up some more comments here. We got Lawrence Johnston getting Ellis plus the addition by subtraction of losing Patrick Myers and possibly JVR all while keeping Frost in the 13th overall pick is a win, 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 win for Chuck Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. When you trade a guy for Ryan Ellis and you don't have to give up a draft pick or a prospect, that, that is a win in your books because, yeah. hey, m- maybe Frost can be utilized in your roster next year. Maybe Frost is a guy that's utilized in a trade again to bring in another piece for this team. Same thing with the 13th overall pick. You can use that pick in the draft or you can use that pick in a trade to bring someone else for this roster. There is a limitless amount of opportunities for Chuck Fletcher with all the assets that he was able to keep in this Ryan Ellis trade. And that's that is a, that's pretty good to talk about. And we got uh, Ed saying what's up boys anything to talk about nah, yeah there's a lot there's there's there's, there's, there's there's maybe some things to talk about you never know i say i say that the second half we just talk about the phillies oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, the, the phillies won multiple series in a row they're a contender again in the in the mets they lost the series the, to the pittsburgh yeah, pirates and the mets mets but yes we'll get into, we'll get into that later <laughs> well they they almost mets yesterday they 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 actually won but they still lost the series to the pirates so that's still something. <laughs> so we also got another comment from Sean. If the Tarasenko move does happen for Voracek in the second rounder, in both trades, the reward outweighs, outweighs the risk, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Because right now, if we want to get into the Tarasenko stuff. Good. So yeah. this is from Crossing Broad. This is from Anthony Sanfilippo. And you also got to give Anthony Sanfilippo a lot of credit. Because earlier during the trade deadline, we did like want to discredit his like rumor with Patrick going to Vegas. He eventually did get that right. <laughs> So it eventually happened. It just didn't happen at the trade deadline. So they were talking with Chuck Fletcher. We, Like we said in the Snow the Goalie podcast, they got a lot of stuff out of Chuck Fletcher. And this is what it's talking about. He's talking about Chuck Fletcher, Ron Francis, the GM, Seattle Kraken. They've been in back and forth conversation with each other. And he's also talking about in that podcast that Chuck Fletcher might be willing to move a play, might be willing to move for a player that Seattle might take. In, ex- in the expansion draft. And there's a lot of players, a lot of good players this year that are on the unprotection list that Seattle could take. And one of those players could be Vladimir Tarasenko because St. Louis is not protecting him in this upcoming expansion draft. And this what is the possibility of what might happen. So he puts down these points. So Anthony Sanfilippo writes, he talked with Jake Voracek about the Flyers needing to get better and that his time here might be coming to a close. And Jake understands that. After all, Voracek did an interview with the Czech, in the Czech Republic saying as much. Fletcher told us that he talked to Francis about the possibility of the Kraken taking a player in the expansion draft for the Flyers and then trading that player to the Flyers for a package. So then he goes into details about what this trade could possibly look like and what he's hearing in the rumor, in the rumor mill. So the, the Seattle Kraken, they will select Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues in the expansion draft. Seattle will then trade Tarasenko to the Flyers for Voracek and a draft pick. I'm told it's not a first rounder, so let's say it might be a second or a third round pick. Then the Kraken, when it comes to the Flyers pick, they will select Robert Haig from the Flyers in the expansion draft. So he said it's not fluid right now. This can change in the next day or so, but this is the rumors that he is hearing throughout the league. Yeah. That the Flyers are very in on Vladimir Tarasenko. And out of all of that, Hag would make the most sense because he's the cheapest contract. Yes. From the Flyers. Braun is second at 1.8 and then Ghost at 4.5 and then JVR and then Jake. But it would make the most sense if they were to take Hag. Yeah. Um, I think this would honestly make losing Jake hurt less because they get that scorer back. They get they get someone to kind of take take his role. Um, 
and again, as, as we talked about before, he's a, he's a shooter. He, it, when healthy, he's a 30-goal scorer. And, yes. and even if he's not completely healthy, he can still be a 30-goal scorer, 25. Right? And and again, and and then if you keep JVR <laughs> with the way Farabee's been playing. You have two like, 25 to 30-goal scores right there. Oh, my God. And then, and that's the thing. I mean, if they and then talk, if you and then if you keep connecting and he finds a way to rebound, that's also another twenty to twenty-five goal score there as well. You still have Hayes. You still have Lawton. You still have uh, Limblom. Like you still have all this talent. And then obviously, you still have Jeru and Couturier and everything. Morgan Frost is going to be making a comeback. Um, obviously, I said Allison and then Tanner Lysinski too. So this this could be shaping up to be a really good roster. Um, and then again, I mean, I do want to ask you though. If the Flyers are going to go any sort of different route with defensemen um, or any other guy, whether it's because I, I think well, I think they're going to get a backup goalie too. I think they have to do that. Do you think that's more free agency, or you think any of that could be a trade? I think it could be either or. I think they might go yeah. to free agent route because there's definitely probably going to be cheaper options in free agency. I know Yaroslav Alak is going to hit the free agent market. He's not going to be playing with Boston anymore. So I'm not sure he's going to ask for that much money. He knows he, he knows his role at this point. He's an older goalie in the league. He's going to be a backup, so that might be an option for the Flyers. I know Linus Olmark is a guy that a lot of Flyers fans are more tied to. They might think that's more of an option, like say if you trade with a team like a Buffalo. But I think Olmark is also a free agent this year as well. And I think Dreiger from Florida is probably not going to be an option anymore because it is rumored that Seattle will take him in the expansion draft. And also in terms of talking about goaltenders, just real quickly, Montreal not protecting Carey Price. Yeah, stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like that would that that would literally be the most Montreal thing they could do after getting be- to the cup final. Because think about this right now. I know like in the in like like a brain would say no they're not going to take that contract they're not going to take that 10.5 million dollar contract for a goalie at his age right now they're not going to do that but everything it just like it feels like it's connecting together his wife is from Washington he's from British Columbia which is the province above Se- above Washington Seattle they are in Washington <laughs> I think that might be a match made in heaven <laughs> yeah. I think I think Seattle I mean like if you're Seattle and you have a chance to build your team around a one of the better goaltenders in the league. Why don't you take that risk? Yeah, I mean he as he is going to be out, and same with Weber, they're going to be out for a long I, time. But yeah, like, I know the why would you still take them? Yeah, like, I'm just like not, if you're really if you're, it's not like Seattle's looking to be Vegas out of the gate, unless they are. I mean, looking at looking <laughs> but, at all these, these players that are left unprotected, they could be. Oh my God! They, there's they so many. There's so many good players that are left unprotected. Did you see Tampa's list? Yes. How good they? How many good picks they can get from you Tampa see, Bay? Colorado left Landis Cog exposed, or he yeah, left him exposed. I, mean, he is a UFA, I, I know but... he's a UFA, but like you know, Seattle could take him. Ovechkin is oh, one. I don't think they're going to take Ovechkin. I mean, who knows though? Could you imagine they took Ovechkin and then Ovi was just like, yeah, no, and then just signed <laughs> with the Capitals? I mean, yeah, that that is basically what he can do. <laughs> That's basically what could happen if that does happen. Could you imagine a Vetchkin in a Kraken jersey? Oh, God. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm already waiting for the Flyers' like first week of the season West Coast road trip where they have to play Seattle in Seattle's home opener, and then they get like lit up. I'm just, I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. What the it's hell, like, Flyers? You lost to an expansion team. What the? <laughs> they were like one of the. Weren't they like one of the first teams to play Vegas? No, they in, were not in actually their, in Vegas's second year. In the in the second year, yeah, the Flyers were in Vegas's home opener. That yeah. the second year, yes. So it's um yeah, th- I mean that'll be definitely Flyers luck that they have to play the crack in the first game of the season because yeah. they start every because I saw some teams release their preseason schedule like already. The Stars, yeah, the Stars release their preseason schedule. Oh wow! I know. I know. The, I know. The schedule is eventually supposed to be released soon. I'm not sure when, but they never. I, I know it's usually like released in like before the draft. Mm-hmm. I know. I know it's usually released then. I thought it was going to come out this weekend, but I guess yeah, three it, days ago the the Blues re, or the Stars released it. it uh, they played the September twenty seventh until October 9th or their preseason games. So I'm assuming soon most teams are going to be releasing those. If um, I would assume so. Yeah, and then another so. thing you got to keep in mind with the Flyers too is that they also have some coaching staff announcements that are going to be coming. That's also going to um, happen. So those will most likely be coming soon. My guess is probably after everything is when those will be announced. But yeah, because you have the 
you have the expansion draft, which is on Wednesday. You have the NHL draft, which is Friday and Saturday. Then free agency opens up July 28th. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that's going to be happening in over the week and a half at this yeah. point. A lot. And yeah. bringing up some more comments, we got uh, Dibes. How you doing there, Dibes? Happy Monday, fellas. The Flyers did something good. Is this real life? No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Pinch me. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel real, man. It doesn't. <laughs> Ryan Ellis is a Philadelphia like Ryan Ellis in a Flyers jersey might be the most like NHL 21 like G- franchise mode thing I could do <laughs> like Giroux Ellis and Tarasenko on a power play is like, is like literally like you go on franchise mode and you, and you click fantasy draft yep <laughs> and Sean hasn't been this pleased since they parted ways with Dale Weiss <laughs> I, I, it's it, Sean <laughs> it's been that long man <laughs> And then we got Lawrence Johnson, a question for Chris. If Voracek, if the Voracek trade happens, does Flyers fan mania loses 93? No, no, it'll never, it can't. It just has the ring at the end of it. It can't, they can't lose the number. <laughs> and we got a question from Jacob talking about JVR, Jake for Ristolina. I don't think that's going to happen for that trade. I know all the rumors right now are Jake getting moved to Seattle for Tarasenko if Seattle does take Tarasenko. So right now that is the major rumor going around the Flyers country and in the NHL. And also another Twitter account that people might want to look out for is NHL Rumors Daily. He's been getting a lot of crap right. He's getting a lot of rumors and he's getting a lot of them right. He got a couple of other trades right. He got a couple of other signings right. He got the Flyers trade with Ellis right because he said that the Flyers trade for any defenseman from Nashville, it's going to be Ryan Ellis. So he's getting a lot of crap right. So definitely go check him out on Twitter. That's definitely – it'll be some interesting things to see those rumors, but it's exciting time in Flyers country. The Flyers are circled in a bunch of rumors, and that is nice. You got Rob talking about Larson, Savard, or Goligoski would be a nice fit possibly. And then we get Tarasenko. He's bringing up a trade for Tarasenko. Tarasenko for Voracek, Ratcliffe, and a second-round pick. Honestly, I don't think it's going to take that much from what the rumors are talking about. It might just be Voracek and a draft pick. So it might not be that much to take Tarasenko because Anthony Sanfilippo and Crossing Broad, they said Chuck Fletcher and Rob Ron Francis have been talking back and forth for mm-hmm. so many days now. So I feel like something something is evident. Something is going to happen. Yeah. So definitely be worried about that. And then Lawrence brings up by fresh young voice, fresh voice for the young guys. Are you saying Jeru's voice as a captain has been worthless? No, I'm not saying it has been worthless. Jeru is going to be a captain no matter what. Jeru has been a great leader for this team. It's just that the surrounding leadership group, it's nice to get fresh faces. Nice to get fresh faces of leadership. Other guys besides Jeru, because Jeru is basically the only guy on this team that's been far in the playoffs before him and James Van Riemsdyk, technically. But if you bring in utter leadership to this team that's been just been deep into the playoffs, they've been to the Stanley Cup finals, players that have won Stanley Cups, that is a great leadership to add with Claude Drew and great leadership to help the young guys out. No, I agree. I uh I I I I can't I can't keep defending Drew. It's I just I I can't keep doing it. I'm just like, <laughs> Chris is over Drew. Oh no. <laughs> Chris is no, I'm, to... I'm over talking about Drew's leadership. Like okay. I'm just tired of it. Okay, I thought you were gonna. I'm probably gonna bash Claude Drew. I was gonna say no. I'm gonna have to kick you out of this podcast. Then no, no, I, I'm so over just not talking about Drew. Like they just got a, a big defenseman, and we're talking about Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Jonathan talking about he's so glad that we got a first round, first pair of defensemen. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely having about Lawrence also saying hating on the Flyers black jerseys shows your youth. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either, but I guess, I guess it, it's uh, I don't know. Then we got M- Mr. Twister saying that Ellis was top two on his wish list. Can't believe Chuckly Chucky actually pulled it off. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Have to, we, we don't have to hear the, uh, the Chuck is sleeping memes anymore. Jesus Christ. Those are so annoying. I'm, st- I'm still going to do it for chaos. Chuck like, it was funny the first hour and then every single day it just got so old then we got so uh, arnie talking about do you think sam moran is going to be the number six defenseman i like his grit and size or is he a liability i think the flyers bring it back more as like a seventh pair defenseman he's going to be that guy that's going to be that healthy scratch he's going to be a cheap contract he's a guy that if you need to bring into the lineup one day just to bring that physicality and everything and also more it's just another guy that's good for the locker room he loves being here he loves the boys in the locker room so that's something nice to have for this team as well 
Uh, I mourn as a seventh issue in on a league minimum contract is fine by me. There's no, yeah, uh, I have no issue fine. with that. Yep. And then uh, Cryptic Cowboy says he wouldn't be shocked if the Flyers used the first round pick on a goaltender. A couple of franchise goalies should be near when we pick. I know that was also something that was brought up too because I think it was either during the Snow the Goalie podcast or during just the press conference in general that. Brent Flair and Chuck Fletcher said, if a, if a goalie does land at that first round pick, they're not afraid to draft a goaltender. So I like the fact that they're not afraid. That's the thing. I like that they're, we're not afraid to do what we want to do. So that means you trade the pick, you use that pick to draft whoever lands in your draft range. I'm fine with it. I am fine with it. Can you imagine if they also drafted a goaltender and you have a situation where like Anaheim, where they had Anderson and John and, and uh, Gibson, where you had two really good goaltenders? Hmm. That would be weird. But then again, it, it, it wouldn't be really that bad, though. Because remember in the uh, before the 2010s happened and like during the 2010s when Montreal had Halak and Carey Price, mm-hmm. that was a really good tandem. Yeah. Then, and then didn't they get rid of UA because of that? They also, that yeah, they, years earlier, right? Yeah, they also got rid of UA. I think he went to Washington after that, too. Didn't he? Wasn't he was with. Um... Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of uh, Niami. Niami yeah, with Chicago. Yeah. No, Huey was also with Chicago that 2010 year. I think he was the mm-hmm. backup goaltender. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of Niami in the Cup final. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers pick that if that goaltender does. I think it's Jesper Wallstead. If he lands in that yeah. 13th overall range, I I wouldn't be afraid to pick him. That's a yeah. Add, I mean, add, add when they say best player available, that that means like best player available by that team's standards, by the team's board, and by all the scouts. It's not like the actual best player available by the TV board. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers were to take a goalie, um, if that's what they think is the best player for the team. But I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll mostly go to forward, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, but, but I th- I, th- I think in terms, I think they're going to move the first round pick. That's what my expectation is. I don't mind. I don't, if, I don't mind if they keep it. it. I don't mind if they keep it. I don't mind if they trade it. And that's something also right here from a question from Sean. Saying that if the Flyers keep the first round pick, give me predictions of who they take. So who do you think? I think they're going to take Cole Cylinder. Cylinder? If he's if he's there, either him or uh, Chad Lucius, I think his name or Lucius, I think it's kind of how you say his name. Um, I know I definitely probably butchered that, but oh well. <laughs> um, but yes, the dude Cylinder, he can shoot the puck. Like that, that would just be. That would be I would I would love that if they were able to take Cylinder, especially if he falls, because he could go higher, but that would be really nice if they took Cylinder. Oh yeah, that, that's definitely something that can possibly I, and if the Flyers do keep the pick, I, I think that they should also go in that range too, just find a guy that can be a shooter. Because they just need more of that talent. I know uh uh Forrester, he's a guy that's been scoring goals down in the AHL before he got injured. So hopefully he can develop into something, but I'm not gonna I'm not going to keep my hopes up for like prospect. I'm just going to let it happen as it happens. So if they can pit, if they can draft the guy that's a shooter, I'm fine by it. If they draft the goaltender, if he falls to them at that range, I'm fine by it. If they use the pick, if they trade the pick, it does not matter to me whatsoever. All I care about is if this team gets better in this offseason. And also, um, I think I remember seeing a question. Here we go. Who do we snag as a backup goaltender? A question from Sean Fitzpatrick. So let me look at the goaltenders that are free agents this upcoming year. So there are a lot of them. So you got the top guys most likely going to be Tuka Rask. I don't see the Flyers going after him because Tuka's probably, if even if he does come back next year, because there are a lot of rumors that he might retire as well. So I don't think he's going to be playing with Boston. If he tests the free agent market, I think he's going to want to be a starter wherever he goes. You have Frederick Anderson. He's going to be one of starter wherever he goes. Devin Dubnik. Maybe that's a possibility, but I think Dubnik's a little past his time because he's been struggling the past couple of years. Got Antti Ranta. He's going to be a free agent. James Reimer. He's a free agent. Grubauer. Colorado still has to sign him. You imagine so I, Grubauer. That would be fantastic. Yeah, Peter Morazic. Who's going to be Peter Morazic's going to be a UFA. Bernier is going to be a UFA. Carter Hutton's a UFA. David Riddick is a UFA. Did you say Olmark too? Olmark's oh, a UFA. Okay. Yeah. Anders Nielsen is a UFA. Yaroslav Halak is a UFA. Corey Schneider, no thank you. Lundqvist is a UFA, but who knows if Lundqvist is even going to be Corey Schneider, the TV guy? <laughs> yeah, Lauren Brassois, he's a UFA. Oh, I but, love uh, Brassois. Uh, okay. Mike, Smith, Mike Smith is a UFA. Good old Brian Elliott is a UFA. Curtis Moose. Magomed. 
<laughs> Curtis McElhaney, Ryan Miller is a, is a retired, so he's not a UFA. And there's a bunch of Dreiger would be a UFA, but he's definitely going to be selected by Seattle, according to the rumors. So there's a lot of goaltenders that they can go out for. You got Omar. He's definitely an option. I think Bernie is going to be an option for this team. Halak is going to be an option for this team. And there, there's a lot of ways they can go. Ranta can honestly be an option for this team. But I know Ranta, he's another guy that's like injury riddled as well. So I don't. I wouldn't expect he would expect to be a starter anywhere. He probably yeah. he used to be a backup. And I know mostly. they already traded away Aiden Hill, the, the Yotes. So I don't know if they get rid of. Well, no, I shouldn't even say that. They're getting rid of Kemper. So yeah, imagine a uh, Kemper either gets picked by Seattle or he gets traded to a team. I think Toronto has been a team that's been interested in Kemper and also Colorado as well. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Kemper's eventually going to get moved from yeah. Arizona. So there is a. There's a lot of things that they can do in the free agent market this year. And also, Sean loves David Savard, physical D-man, who is responsible in his own zone. There you go. And that's also another guy that's won a Stanley Cup past year with Tampa Bay. That would be a good guy for the top four to play with uh, Provo. Isn't Savard a right-handed defenseman as well? Uh, yes. I think he is. Yeah. So they're, they're, if you get, get David Savard, that's another right-shot defenseman. Who could play, play the right on. side. Yep, who could play the right side. So there you go. <laughs> then... uh. We got Mr. Twitster bringing up a story saying a while ago, Chris said that a lot of us grew up with Lindros or Richards or Gagne, and we love those players to death. And Voracek was that player to him. Hearing that resonate, resonated with me a lot. So you got a guy that speaks to you, Chris, a guy that understands because you grew up watching the team at the stretch of the mediocrity and Voracek was your favorite player at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like losing Jake to me is like everybody when they lost Richards. That's that's what that feels like. Yeah, for yeah, for me when I started watching this team, it was always Gagne. That was a person that I latched on to. Gagne was just my favorite player. Then it eventually became Briere, then it eventually became Claude Drew, but Gagne was that very first guy yeah. that made me love the team and just love him as a player mm-hmm. in the Flyers. And I I was just sad that he was never able to win the cup here, but I was happy when he won the cup with the Kings. So right. It was also nice to see him finish uh, his final season in a Flyers uniform, but he was way past his days then. But yeah. it's also fun. Yeah, also, uh, ha- yeah, having watched Gagne win a cup elsewhere broke his heart. <laughs> yeah, so that's something. And then we got a smooch the dog saying that his friend's cousin is Mar- his friend's cousin is Martinez. Smooch I'm, the I'm dog. Not sure. I'm, I'm not uh, <laughs> Honestly, if this is off topic. If we were to sit here and look through all these names on Twitter, I think or on a YouTube on for a the YouTube. comments, Smooch the Dog is the best one. Probably. Like it, it just has to be. Like I just can't. Every time I see that, I'm like that's a great name. Yeah, that is a very great name, and it's also interesting. Your friend's cousin is Alec Martinez. So can you can you, can you find a way to get Martinez to come to Philadelphia? If, if that's a possibility. Could you? It's a we got. Yeah, we got Arnie saying he has to go back to work. Listen to the rest later. Yeah, th- thanks, Arnie. F- thanks for the uh, compliments and definitely tune into us later. Yeah, when it's, it's not on, just Arnie. Uh, that's Arnie with the boats. Yeah, Arnie with the boats. You got to remember that. <laughs> and then we got Jacob saying, as the defense stands now, if York makes the lineup, who does he play with? I would assume York plays bottom pair of minutes. If Braun's still in the team, I would assume he's going to be. You would assume if York does make the team, he plays with Justin Braun. Mm-hmm. Just play because that'll be like a nice setup, actually. You got Provorov playing with a guy that he can rely on. You got Sanheim hopefully playing with a guy that he could possibly rely on. And then you got, if York does make the team, he will have a guy that he could possibly rely on. But then you also got to handle if Gossespierre is most likely going to be on the team next year or if the Flyers might move him. So you just never know. So there's, like I said, there's a lot of things that this team can work with. And we got... One comment here from Flyers Card Collector saying he does not want Tarasenko. So would you want to comment why you don't want Vladimir Tarasenko? Is it the injury concern? Is it the contract? Uh, Definitely voice your frustration in the comment section and we'll try to hopefully convert you the other way into wanting Tarasenko. (laughs) So, and then Julian brings up another rumor, possibly Reinhardt and Ristolainen for TK and a prospect in the first 13th overall pick. We brought that up earlier. We yeah. do think that's a little too much. But Chris did bring up the other rumor that was just for Ristolainen, and I felt like that was too much. So. Yeah, I mean, Reinhardt, Ristolainen could probably just go two roster players for two roster players. You probably don't even have to throw the pick in. Yeah. You definitely but, never. 
and a cryptic cowboy also brings up he thinks they want york to spend some time in the ahl yeah but i could definitely see it happening as well so there's definitely like you said you never know what's going to happen this upcoming offseason so there's a lot that this team can get into and i think i almost lost my train of thought on what i was going to say hopefully it comes back to me but um i'm trying to on is it on york because the comments on the screen no, it's not about Cam York. I'm trying to. Um, I think I lost my train of thought of what, I was, what, what I was going to say. So let's try to bring up another, I guess, topic to talk about. So I guess we could talk about the other trades uh-huh. that happened over the course well, of that past. Here's Saturday. the response from Flyers Car Collector. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. In, injuries worry me. The contract is a little too much. Giving the thirteenth, giving them the thirteenth pick along with Voracek is way too much in his opinion. So. Injuries, I, I know with St. Louis, he's fr- Tarasenko was frustrated with the St. Louis medical staff because they probably weren't evaluating him right when it came to his shoulder injury. He went to a different person for an opinion, and he used that opinion better than what St. Louis was giving him, and that's probably why he wanted St. Louis to request him out. And then if you look at it this way, Voracek, he has three to four years left on his contract. He's making around... Eight point it's eight point five million, I think. Is that right, Chris? If I'm not mistaken, for Tarasenko for Voracek, he's making Vorchek's around eight point two. Eight point two. So if you look at Tarasenko's contract, if you do bring him to the Flyers, he has two more years left on that contract at around five hundred thousand cheaper than what Voracek is. Mm. And the rumor states that the Flyers might not have to give up the first round pick to get Tarasenko. It might be Voracek in a later round draft pick, maybe a second or a third. So. In that point, you're lose, You're getting around five hundred thousand more, or more uh, money saved to the cap with mm-hmm. uh, Tarasenko's contract, who he's making around seven point five million. Unless the and Flyers then some salary, and that, that is also a possibility. The Flyers couldn't get Seattle to retain salary. That's also an instance that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then you think about if, if Tarasenko does come here and he's injured for a little bit, you can throw him on LTIR, and that cap comes off the books for a little bit until he comes back. And then maybe you can use that cap to do something else. Mm. Maybe, uh, maybe you well, can pull a Tampa. Maybe I mean, you can pull, pull cap, a Tampa Bay. Cap did. Doesn't matter in the playoffs. So yeah. you can pull what Tampa Bay did. <laughs> you could be the team that cheats. Could be eighteen million over the cap. Maybe. Yeah, the, the cheaters. <laughs> and just because I, I know everyone's like trying to. There's a lot of people that don't like the trade just because it's the injury history with Tarasenko. But at this point, when you're trying to make your team better, Alice has injury history. But he's a guy that's been playing around 70 games per season. And I know Tarasenko really hasn't been to that 30-goal pace for a couple of years now, but he's been injured those past couple of years. In 2019, he won the Stanley Cup. He has that experience. And you can, if you can find a way to get him back here healthy, you have to take that risk. You have to take that risk if you want to get a goal scorer for this team. And Tarasenko could be that perfect option if he is healthy. So there you go. And then I think also one thing that we forgot to mention, I think that was the thing that was slipping my mind was the Flyers protection list. Yeah. <laughs> because Chris just texted me about that. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go over the protection list right now. And I think I should share my screen so everyone can see that. So let me bring that up. You get the Flyers protection list, bring that onto the screen. And there we go. So let me go right here. So the Flyers, they did the usual, what we expected. It was the seven forwards, three defensemen and one goaltender. So with the trade with Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers for Ryan Ellis, that automatically slots Ryan Ellis into the defenseman slot. So your three defensemen are Ryan Ellis, Ivan Provorov, and Travis Sanheim. Now the question was, with Nolan Patrick being traded, who was that other forward the Flyers were going to protect? A lot of people were speculating it was going to be James Van Riemsdyk, but then it turns out to be Nicholas Albi-Kubel, which when you look at it from this standpoint, it's a, it's a financial standpoint. Chuck Fletcher is trying to put Seattle in the possibility to take one of those big contracts off the Flyers books. So he's putting the Flyers in probably the best possible situation to lose one of those two guys. So Nicholas Albi-Kubel is one of the protected forwards. Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny, Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom are your forwards protected. And the one goaltender is Carter Hart. Obviously, they weren't going to protect Brian Elliott. What do you expect? So if you look at the other players that are mentioned down here that were exempt from this expansion draft, it would be Wade Allison, Jackson Cates, Joel Farabee, Morgan Frost, Tanner Linzinski, Maxime Shushko, Cam York, Jaeger Zamula. And then there's also a lot of other draft picks and prospects that are not, that are also exempt from this draft. Emil Andre, Ronnie Attard, Bobby Brink, and Jay 
O'Brien. So that would leave players that are unprotected. That would be James Van Riemsdyk, Jake Voracek, Shane Gossespierre, Robert Haig, Justin Braun, and I would assume Brian Elliott. Those are the main guys that are left unprotected for this. I team. think it's I think it's uh, Sandstrom. And also, oh yeah, Sandstrom too. Mm-hmm. I think Sandstrom is also one of those other exposed yeah, goaltenders because of uh, his contract. That is also true. So yeah, Chuck Fletcher was putting the Flyers at probably the best possible standpoint <clears throat> to have Seattle take one of those big contracts off the books. <clears throat> and I think that's what's going to happen this Wednesday. It I could, think that's unless they do this going. trade thing and they take Hag. That can also be the that can also be the instance. So, I, th- I think that's going to happen. But yeah, I really hope that happens too. I I would love to see that happen. And if you want to look at the other trades that happened this past Saturday, because there was a lot of them, because that was when the trade freeze happened. So after well, the Flyers Predators trade, I feel like that was the last trade that happened because that was just like s- such the big trade of that was, day. No, I think it was uh, the Goodrow. Also, the Goodrow trade yeah, happened as well. I think that was after the fact. Yeah, so it was for the Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Rangers get Barclay Goudreau and the, the Tampa Bay Lightning to get a 2022 seventh round draft pick. And I think Barclay Goudreau do, did resign with the New York Rangers because he was a UFA this upcoming season. So the Rangers got a good bottom six pairing grinder. So there you go. That's a good forward added for the Rangers. And other trades that happened during this day, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jared McCann was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Penguins going to return Philip Hallander in a 2023 seventh round draft pick. That is a good trade for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and most of these trades that have been happening, they're mainly just teams that are trying to trade away players that have more value so they hopefully don't lose them in the expansion draft for nothing. That's what most of these trades are, except for the Flyers, which is most likely a trade to get Ryan Ellis. I feel like the Flyers, that was like, okay, we're just going to go out and get our guy. Majority mm-hmm. is trades that our teams are making. They're just trying not to lose assets for nothing. So then you got the Vancouver Canucks. They get Jason Dickinson from the Dallas Stars for a third-round pick. Then you got the Arizona Coyotes getting a 2022 second-round pick. Joseph, I, I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's last name. I am not even going to try. I think Corniar. That's how you pronounce uh, That's probably not even the way you pronounce it, but it, it, that's, that's who he is. And then Aiden Hill gets traded to the San Jose Sharks in return. And another trade that happened, you got... Nick Simone traded to the New York Rangers from the Vegas Golden Knights for Brett Howden. And then you got another interesting trade that happened. The New York Islanders, they traded Andrew Ladd, I would assume just his contract, because I'm not even sure Andrew Ladd's even playing, to the Arizona Coyotes for a 2021 second-round pick, a conditional 2022 second-round pick, and a conditional 2023 third-round pick. And there were a couple of trades that happened the past couple of days, too, before Saturday as well. This was on Friday. So Nick Letty from the New York Islanders, he got traded to the Detroit Red Wings for Richard Panic in a 2021 second-round pick. Ryan Graves from the Colorado Avalanche, he got traded to the New Jersey Devils for Mikhail Maltsev in a 2021 second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And then you eventually got the other trades from the past days, the Duncan Keefe trade, which we brought up last podcast. So there were a lot of moves that happened before that trade freeze. And it was like one of those instances, too, the trade freeze happened, and then you eventually got the the blockbuster of the moves happening all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that big, the big roster freeze. Cause you can't do anything until yeah. the third expansion now. Yep. Yeah. So you got to wait until Wednesday when trades can be made during the expansion draft. So that's mm-hmm. going to be, what is it, it Wednesday at like, is it five? I think so. Something I think like that. that, I think that might be the possibility. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, I know I sent it. Either send it to you or somebody else, but I know it is in here at some point. Uh, I know I here it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, the Friday um, is deadline for players to waive their no move clause at five p.m. Uh, Saturday transaction freeze at three. Uh, five p.m. is the deadline for the lists. Sunday is the clubs receives. Um, the, the lists in Seattle can talk to free agents at 10 a.m. Um, July 21st, Seattle submits picks at 10 a.m. Expansion draft is 8. And then July 22nd, the freeze list at 1 p.m. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, so you can still make trades and stuff during the expansion draft, but the okay. freeze list at 1. Okay. Okay, so that's what is going to happen this upcoming week. And let's look at some of the defensemen free agents that will that'll be uh, happening during free agency that the Flyers can possibly look towards. 
So you got obviously Ryan Suter is one of the options there. Keith Yandel, who was also bought out from the Florida Panthers. He is a free agent this year, upcoming year because of that. Alexander Edler, he is a free agent. Dougie Hamilton, he's the top defenseman for free agency. Mark Stahl is also going to be a free agent. Alex Goligoski, mm-hmm. he is a free agent. Nic- Nicholas Jalmerson, he is a free agent. Ryan Murray, Jason Demers, Brendan Smith, Ian Cole, David Savard, Adam Larson, Alec Martinez, Eric Goodbranson, Brandon Montour, Tyson Berry. We're going to bring Eric Gustafson back. <laughs> Patrick Nemeth, Jake McCabe, Thomas Hickey, Stephen Johns. Then you're going down the list of uh, maybe some uh, people you might not want to go after. Maybe Sammy Vantanen is one of those other guys. Jamie Alexiak, he's also a free agent. We could bring back Braden Coburn. He is also a free agent this year. Cody Cece, the pylon. We could bring him. <laughs> we bring in the pylon. Good old Cody Cece. <laughs> he is a pylon. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I would be so upset if they got Cody Cece. <laughs> and then we got Mr. Twitzer saying that Tarasenko is a shoot first. We need a guy that is a shoot first type of mentality. Definitely. The Flyers oh, yeah. have needed that for years. What? Do you do you think Mr. Twitzer, that's his actual, like, that's him in that profile picture? I, I would hope so. I would hope that's, I, I'm sure that's him. <laughs> it could be. It's got to be him, right? <laughs> I wonder if it is. Then Flyers card collector 28 saying he wants another de- defenseman as well. Yeah, definitely. The Flyers are going to go after another defenseman and then uh will tarasenko's shoulder hold up playing in the east uh, hopefully it does i would if he could find a way to come back healthy that's going to be huge for the flyers if he can come back around 80 percent, 90 percent, whatever if he can come back healthy it'll be good and what are you it's laughing him. at it's him it's him in the picture that is <laughs> that, that's a great picture <laughs> fantastic and also he brings up a good point too saying they took a risk on Nis- niskanen and last year we were ready to put him in the hall of fame yeah, it was, yeah the i didn't even really say it was like a risk it was just everybody's like oh my god they got mad niskanen and then oh, it was they like, got so mad. good yeah you got to take these risks on certain people you mm-hmm. just have to and then larry why are you saying no why are you just saying god no in the comment section what, what are you afraid of <laughs> Then uh, we got Cole Drew saying that personally, if we are trying to go for a sniper, I would rather go for Alex than Vlad. Yes, we probably won't get Alex, but with all the Vlad's injuries, I don't think he would be worth it. I don't, Ovechkin? Alex, Ovechkin is not leaving Washington. No, that he's going to be is, a capital until he retires. That is not happening. He, he's going to be a capital, retire, and then he's going to go play in the KHL. I don't even think he's going to retire. I think he's just going to say, okay, I'm going to the uh, I'm going to the KHL, then I'm going to retire. I feel like I feel like he's going. He's he's going to break Gretzky's record. Then he's going to go to the KHL. Yeah, probably. Maybe he's probably yeah. Uh, Larry was saying no on the Gustafson bringing back. Yeah, why Uh, not? Bring him back. Come on, come on, man! Bring back Eric Gustafson. He's the perfect guy for this. Listen, Gus Perring. Yeah, (laughs) he works so much wonders for the Montreal Canadiens. Let's bring back Eric Gustafson. And man, I, I'm just still thinking about this right now. If Montreal just if they lose Carey Price or Weber or uh, and Weber too, but why? They're idiots. Mark Bergevin is a moron. So Mark Bergevin almost won GM of the year to then go back to the reality that he is not a good GM. No. Ah. <sighs> And I know Montreal. I, I don't, I'm not even sure if Montreal fans were like outraged. I know there were some people that I saw like, "Can we finally, if we do lose Carey Price, can we finally embrace the rebuild and actually properly rebuild that team?" Yeah, they should honestly, but they won't now because they got to a Cup final. They're not going to do it. But if they lose Carey Price, you lost your best option. I, I, I'm not saying Jake Allen is a bad. I know, but I mean, like, I mean, nah. management is going to be like, oh, well, we got to the Cup final, and they're going to do like that rebuilding, retooling, mediocre yeah. thing, yeah. <laughs> kind of what the Flyers did. Yeah, uh, then we got a uh, Mister Twitzer saying, "What's wrong with the Cup finalist Eric Gustafson? <laughs> yeah, technically, he's been to the Cup final now, so he has the experience." <laughs> oh God, good old Eric Gustafson, good old Eric Gustafson. And it was funny too because um, if you were, I was listening to ninety seven five yesterday when uh my good old friend Hunter Brody was on the uh bro- he was on the broadcast that day, 
and uh, he brought Jim Jackson along. And the way Jim Jackson was talking when uh, Hunter was asking him questions, Jim Jackson, it sounded like there was something going on there. It just did. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure he was trying to lead anything on. It was just like the way his tone of voice was. It kind of sounded like there was something being led on there. For uh, forgetting someone? or mate, like Because I'm, I'm sure JJ has like the inside scoop because he's a broadcaster for the team. But I, I do think there's something that might be circling that. It, it's probably like all those talks with Tarasenko being brought up. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like that's most likely the thing that's going to go down. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I disagree. I just don't mean like what what was the the talk for that his tone of voice was like that? Was it just Ellis or was it more mo- uh, or- the possibility of more moves? That oh, could yeah. Listen, I think that I think there's there's probably going to be four or five more moves. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would assume. I think so, I think they're going to get another defenseman. I think they're going to get Tarasenko. I think they're going to go and get a third line center. Yeah, I think they're going to get a center too. And I think they're going to. I I want Eric Hall from Nashville. Honestly, I'm not sure if you would agree. But I think the Flyers might go after a second line thinner just because if you look at this year, Kevin Hayes is going with that core muscle surgery, so he's definitely not going to be 100. percent So he yeah. might be he might be pushed to the third line just so he doesn't get forced to play all those minutes. So yeah, maybe no. maybe they go after a second line. I know I, I know mean, a guy would be the line change every game last year. So that is true. Who the hell knows? Maybe, maybe they I go really after a, happen again this year. Maybe they go after a guy like a Felita No. Maybe he's an option. He maybe have the uh, best shutdown center group in the National Hockey League. Yeah, you have Sean Couturier. You can get Fleet the No. Then you can have. I'm not saying Kevin Hayes is an amazing shutdown center, but for a third yeah. line center, he could be pretty good. Yeah. So you imagine, I mean, imagine that. Right. Yeah, and then he still have Lawton. He could play center. Oh, that too. So. <laughs> Imagine if they just go like Chuck Fletcher, like the one thing that he was bringing up during his press conference was defense team defense was terrible last year. And obviously it was, but he imagine to bring if, down the team's goals against average. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if he just goes full on defense, every player that's a matter. If you're a defenseman or if you're a forward play defense, we, <laughs> they just turned into the Los Angeles Kings. They were just a full blown defensive powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you bring in a good defensive team, that's going to bring back Carter Hart to play like, like we, like he could. Because yeah. last year, at the beginning of the season, he was playing pretty decently, but it was just like so many defensive collapses forced him to make all these desperation saves, and then eventually that gets into his head where sometimes he does a let in that soft goal, then just his mentality that during that season just gets a little shot, and then if you bring right. a, a better team to play in front of him, it'll benefit him. So there you go. I think that's also one of the other reasons for Chuck Fletcher to bring in all these defensive guys to help Carter Hart because he needs it. You can't have him leaving out the dry every single goddamn game and then we got cole drew saying that frost would be the second line center if kevin is on the, kevin hayes is on the third line i don't think they're going to force if frost is on the team i don't think they're going to force him to play second line center because frost is also coming off of that shoulder injury as well i don't think they're going to force him into that role either so i i do think chuck fletcher is either going to go into the trademark i don't know, I don't know where i don't know what they do but you you can't have rookies in the fourth line anymore no you just can't. It's it's not. It's just not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't think Frost is gonna be forced into that second line role right out of the gate. Like I know this would be a year for Frost to actually prove himself something to see what mm-hmm. he can do with, for this team. I just don't think Elaine Vigneault or Chuck Fletcher is gonna force him into that role after a major injury. That's just like what I think. But who knows? Like I said, you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, we'll see. Morgan I, Frost I, could be. I honestly think he could be on the Frost. team next year. He could be off the team next year. You never know. Yeah, I think he'll be. Uh, I think he's gonna be in the mix of center still, but I don't know because I, I think they're probably gonna keep that Couturier, Drew. No, the the Couturier JVR Faraby line together. Maybe I think they're gonna keep that together. I, I, I do. See. I if Tarasenko does happen, I want to see Drew Couturier and Tarasenko though. You could, but then you could see Drew Frost. Tarasenko. Oh, God. <laughs> or Drew Hayes, Tarasenko. That's a good line. That's a really good line. Hmm. And then you have Lawton, Allison, Limblom. Limitless possibilities. I think that's the summary. Limitless possibilities. Yeah. That the Flyers can do this offseason. Hey, listen. They, they, and, then they get, and then if they still have... If they still have... Um, uh, what's his face? I'll, and then uh, Albe Kubel too. You throw him on the fourth line. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, that's 
like I said, you don't know what's going to happen, but just enjoy the ride. And also, Twitzer brings up another good point. We have enough passers to put Tarasenko anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Then we, Renee is also getting on the Ryan Ellis hype train. He bought a blank CCM Flyers jersey, and he's going to put Ryan Ellis's name on it, number, nameplate, and a letter A for the alternate captain. Nice. <laughs> he's going all out for Ryan Ellis. And good on you. Good on you for going all out. And we are definitely going to go all out on Ryan Ellis next year. Definitely Chris is already doing that with his reverse retro jersey, possibly. I'll yeah. probably get a Ryan Ellis t-shirt. I don't think I'm going to get a jer- jersey. I think I have too many jerseys still. <laughs> Even though I'm still buying them, it's still... It seems the coll- like every, every friggin' day you get a new jersey, so... The, the collection is almost done. It's almost done. So don't worry how, many about more, that. how many more do you need? A couple more, I think. I think I, re- I just got a um, Stars jersey for cheap. So that's coming in and I'm waiting on a couple of more jerseys until what, because I did get like one of the people that I buy jerseys off of. He did say that some teams were possibly coming out with new jerseys next year, like the devils, the penguins, the jets, all those teams. So I might want to see just what they come up with before I make a decision. Do you have any penguin jerseys? I do not. Good. Never get one. I'm going to, I'm going to have to to complete the collection. Sadly. Oh my God. I have a Rangers jersey, I have an Islanders jersey, so I got to go full on through. You're horrible. That's that's just terrible. I can't I can't help that some teams have very nice jerseys. Can't help that the Lady Liberty is one of the best jerseys. <laughs> it's just it's terrible. It's just horrible. <laughs> I did see you got the Bruins all the Bruins reverse retro. That's on sure. I did I like that jersey. I did. I was debating on it too because I was like looking on Boston. I was just like, eh, what what do I want to look at? Do I want their regular jersey? Do I want the alternate? Do I want the road? Let me check their, their team store. Oh, they still have the reverse retro available. Why not? How much was that one? Is that is that still crazy price of reverse retro? It's not that cr- it's it's still like around the like if you get a blanket, it's still like around the normal Adidas price. Yeah. Like around low, like around that one seventy to one eighty range. It's yeah. still that average range. And then you got Devin in the comments saying, what a traitor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to get mocked up whenever I get a Penguins jersey. So I'm, I'm expecting it. So I don't yeah. care. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I think the only person that will compliment me for getting a Penguins jersey is Hunter. <laughs> I, think he, I think he'll be the only one <laughs> that will compliment yeah, me for it. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm just expecting it whenever, whenever it happens. Whenever that day comes, and I and there's a Penguins jersey, my my dad's gonna also heart me for it as well. But yeah, I might have to stop doing this whole podcast with you if you do that. <laughs> I'll wear a Penguins jersey on the podcast. I'm just, I'm just gonna block your number, <laughs> social media, and everything, just gone. Wow, you report me to Twitter and everything. Uh, I'll mute you on Facebook. Oh no. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast. Amadeo is not here anymore. This is Chris May. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're signing we're signing off. This is our last show. Amadeo bought a Penguins jersey, and I'm I'm not doing it with him anymore. So yeah. <laughs> no, Cole. I'm not getting a Penguins jersey to burn it. That'd be a waste of money. <laughs> getting a jersey just to burn it. I never understood that. That's horrible. I never, I never understood that burning a jersey. I just never did. No, I, I never understood that either. <laughs> I can imagine when um, I'm trying to think of it too. Do uh, I'm, I'm not going to bring it up. I know there's like uh people that burned Carson Wentz jerseys when he got traded out of town. Uh, who, who knows? Who the hell? No, Twitter has said, I've yet to hit a dislike button on this channel, but if you're wearing a pen jersey, I might have to think about it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I have to force you to do that. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I kind of want to just do that penguin jersey thing now just to spite everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Florida Podcast. Amadeo, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> we wouldn't even start. I'd be like, take it off. Take it off. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Florida. Take it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um, we're getting over the hour point, so I think that is a good segment to leave off this podcast on because I think running out of topics, even though there's probably a limitless amount of topics to talk about in terms of the upcoming expansion draft, 
We'll wait and see. Well, I that say since we've we'll talked about jerseys for the past five minutes, I think it's a good time to end it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> so we got the trade. Well, that the trade, the uh, expansion draft coming up this Wednesday at 8 p.m. And then you got the NHL draft coming up this Friday. You got free agency opening up on the 28th. So it's going to be a very exciting week in terms of Flyers news. So is Tara, is Tarasenko going to be dr- traded to the Flyers this upcoming Wednesday? Is Jake Vorchek not going to be a Flyer anymore? Is Robert Hagen III actually going to happen? Hagen III? Is Hagen III going to get traded? Stop. Just, just, just stop. <laughs> Come on. The, the meme has to live on. It has to live on Hagen III. <laughs> so... That is, yeah, we're, we are definitely going to end it now, so we're not going to stall anyone even, anymore. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this edition of the Florida Podcast. Definitely don't forget to look us up on Twitter, Amadeo Gracia 98 for me, and also FNG Mayor for Chris now. So definitely go check him out on Twitter. He changed his username so people don't get confused. Also check us out on YouTube for me, TTP Sports, and for Chris, it's Flyers Fan Mania. 93 also don't forget to subscribe here at the painted lines check out everything and everything they do definitely some exciting stuff there and just don't forget to check out the florida podcast merchandise website the link is also in the description below and thank you everyone for tuning into this podcast today and we will see you another time and let's go flyers